Welcome to the Gutch Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word from my dad, Pastor Bill Shear. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutschurch.com. Turn your Bibles to Luke 2. Luke 2. And tell me when you get there. Beat him, Frankie. Oh, you weren't even trying. Verse 8. Now there was this, and let me me just tell you, this is a difficult message for me to preach because at 5 o'clock this morning, I woke up with a thought for the service tonight. So you have to be here at 5 o'clock. It's going to be better than this one. And I'm going to try not to preach it. Some of it's going to leak in, but... uh, Just an amazing personal revelation God gave me this morning. And I'm probably late to the party. Some of you guys go, well, I already knew that. I get it. It's it's all, most of the revelation in my life is very simple. And, uh, but, our God's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And it's the power that works in us. And that's the preface of the message this morning. Okay, so Luke 2, 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. I'm going to unpack that a little bit this evening. Okay, so just take note of that. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. All right, now listen. Then the angel said to them, which is one of the 365 times in the word, where that I know of, where the Bible commands us to not fear and not be afraid. Then the angel said to them, and here's a command, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This this kicks off this angel saying, look, don't be afraid. So today, remove the option of fear from your life. No matter what it is. I spoke to a guy earlier that that is is on a transplant list for a liver, or excuse me, a kidney, and he asked me. He said, "How do you, how do you go through this?" And and I, I I said, "Listen, you you go through it like you go through life. You don't receive any fear. If you live your life fearlessly, the enemy has no open doors. As soon as fear." It's even in the equation, I'm telling you, there are gaping doors for the enemy. So don't be afraid. That's your first point. Write that down. Don't be afraid, no matter what. No matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what's in front of you, don't be afraid. And then the, the angel said what? Good tidings of great joy, but listen, for all people. No one's left out. And I know there's people, there's Calvinists that'll say there's the elect and the people that aren't. Let me just tell you, the good news is it's for all people. 
That means you, no matter what. Do you, do you have some things you're ashamed of? Do you have some things that you're bitter about? Do you have some things that you, that you have to forgive? Do you have to, yes, 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 but let me just tell you, there's good news today. And it's great joy, it's great tide, it's good, good, good tidings of great joy. See, and, and, then, and then the angelic host said what? Glory to God in the highest. And peace, goodwill toward all men. See, the programming of this life is built upon not how we balance things. People ask me all the time, man, how do I balance this and this and this? I'm like, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I don't live my life by a lateral balance. I live my life by alignment. God's first. The programming of life is built upon alignment. And the world systems, they, they, they come with alerts. And the, the, you know, your phone, there'll be an alert, an amber alert, a silver alert. There'll, there'll be alerts on the news. They're trying to, let me tell you, most of media is just trying to bring an alert so that they can get eyeballs on it. So there's all these alerts always that are flashing in front of us. And those, that's the world system. And that's how the world operates. And the narrative is based upon these alerts being elevated. You know, it's, it's it, well, you're going to travel and, and it's, it's gone from a yellow to orange and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's red. And it's like, what? See, the enemy sees life spiritually. That's what we have to understand. See, this is, God made him. He's, an, he's an, an angel, a fallen angel. He's not equal with God. So it's not this battle of God and Satan. See, so, but Satan, listen, views things spiritually. That's why God wants our spiritual eyes to open. Paul wrote and said, man, that your eyes may be enlightened and you may know. See, the devil knows. The devil sees things spiritually. And God's plan for us is is overwhelming to him. See, he knows God's plan for your life. He knows it's good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. He knows that everything you put your hand to prospers and no weapon formed against you ever will. He knows that. So what does he have to do? He's got to relentlessly bring deception to our flesh. See things the way they are. Well, I'm agnostic. Well, let me tell you something. That's not going to get you to fulfillment. That's not going to get you to the blessed life. See, and we've got to understand that. If you've got to see it to believe it, you're never going to have it. And we've got to understand that. See, the devil gets that. So he wants to keep things in your natural senses. He wants you to learn. Some, some of you guys have very high IQs. Some of you guys are well-educated. Some of you guys have, have incredible experience. And let me tell you, that all matters, but it doesn't really factor into the, to, to, to the, the end game that God's given us. You know, it's interesting because today and then, and then this evening, there's things that bug me. And the narrative of the world is, well, you know, China and Russia and communism and Marxism, they're playing the long game. And Americans are playing this short game. And it's like, wait a second. I'm neither. I'm the church. I'm playing the long game with God. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. See, that's what we've got to understand. In 2 Corinthians, the sixth chapter, Paul writes and he says this, as God's partners, and let that settle, we beg you not to accept the marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. Wow. For God says, at just the right time, this is a New Living translation, at just the right time, I heard you. 
On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Right here and right now. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will rest upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Man, I'll tell you, what that boils down to to me is I just thank God for Jesus. I do, Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. The right time is now. This is it. This is what you were born for. This is what you were raised for. This is what you were born again for. This is what you were filled with, with God's spirit. See, the right time is now. Made whole. You were fractured. You were broken. But now, listen, you're made whole with nothing missing and nothing broken. See, there's people that will try to infuse this narrative that, well, you know, we're all just sinners. Wait. I'm a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm a son now. Does that mean I still have faults? Absolutely. Do I have missteps? Sure I do. But am I identified with sinners? Never. It's, it's where we put our identity. And my identity is in the alignment of my life. And see, that's where we have to keep it. Who's Lord of your life? Who are you submitting to? Because essentially you're relinquishing all rights. See, when we say, God, I make Jesus the Lord of my life, I'm, res I'm relinquishing my right to hate. <laughs> my right to be offended. My, my right to withhold forgiveness. I relinquish those rights. My rights to succumb to symptoms. I'm not succumbing to anything that God didn't ordain. And he expressly, he lets me know in his word. So what do I do? I read it, it goes into my heart, and it comes out my mouth. See, the logos is what I read. There's no power in the logos. The ram is what I speak. That's where the power is. See, so many people have a, have, don't have that power in their life because they're not speaking to the mountain, the thing that's hovering over them. And you know how we speak to them? Be removed to be cast into the sea, and I'm not receiving any doubt in my heart. And I have whatever I say. I quote that verse. Listen, I don't just think that verse. I quote that verse three or four times a week, easy. Why? Because I come up to things that are trying to develop an authority over my life that, you know what, it's an evil dictator. See, the bottom line is God's a dictator. The world doesn't understand that because every dictator the world's ever experienced is, is a selfish, psychopathic dictator. A dictator that wants to have all the control and take all your stuff. Well, let me tell you, God's the kind of dictator, he's a benevolent dictator. You know what he's trying to do? He's trying to give you control and give you all his stuff. That's a good day. In Acts, the fourth chapter, the Peter, this was after the Peter and John prayed for, helped that guy with, at the gate, beautiful. And he went from being crippled since birth to being able to run and jump and praise God. Freaked everybody out. They're like, oh my gosh, we've gotten rid of Jesus and now we're dealing with these guys? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, listen, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, do you see the emphasis here, filled with the Holy Spirit? 
And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, it is the only prerequisite we need for this dynamic life. He said, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been, get, he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Listen, you crucified, God raised from the dead. See, listen, you're going through a situation, you're suffering something right now, and let me tell you, what God wants to do is, is raise you out of it. See, let me just tell you, we're going into 2024, I'm going in locked and loaded. Build and prosper, prosper and build. Build and prosper, prosper and build. But you know what goes with that? Arise. Man, we need to arise. Let me tell you, you've been sickly. Let's not be sickly anymore. Man, the last time you lost your temper is the last time you lose your temper. The last time you were abusive is the last time you're ever going to be abusive. The last time you were sick is the last time you were sick. The last time, because let me tell you, it rains on the just and the unjust alike. But let me just tell you how that rain works. That rain doesn't work by the velocity of the wind or the ferocity of the, of the, of the, of the, of the water. It works by the foundation. Because the same storm hits all of us. But the, it, but the outcome of your storm is determined by the foundation of your life. The Bible, the Bible doesn't say no evil shall cross your face. It said no evil shall befall you. No evil can keep you down and pin you. No plague come near where you live. So now you look at it, it's got a pad. Let me tell you, the whole idea of Passover, they put the blood of the lamb over the doorpost, and guess what? The plague went by them. Guess, guess, guess whose blood is over your doorpost? Jesus, the Lamb of God. So guess what? Man, that plague's gonna come. Calamity's gonna try to come. And guess what? Can't come near where you live. See, and then Peter said, this is the stone that you builders rejected, which has become the chief cornerstone. Let me tell you, if this isn't the jab of all jabs, you know that stone that you rejected? He's the chief cornerstone now. Nor is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given among men of which we must be saved. Man, let me tell you, Peter's throwing down. I'm telling you, we've got to get to a place where I've got to tell somebody. Man, I'll tell you, I got saved in 1979. I didn't know a thing. I just knew I loved God. But then I'd see things in the word and I'd be like, wait a second. Why didn't somebody tell me this? I've been around all that. I've driven by churches all my life. There's been church people everywhere in my life. No one ever told me this. And then I, and then I found that by whose stripes you were healed. And, and he sent his word and healed us and delivered us our destruction. I'm like, wait a second. Do you guys understand that's past tense? It's already happened. It's already been provided. Why did no one tell me this? Woe be, woe be unto me if I don't preach the gospel. That's what Paul said. That's a brand new Christian. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's setting up pulpits for me. Nobody's asking me to come speak. But I got a fire in me. I got to tell somebody. I drove by a pool hall Wednesday night after church. 
Joshua messed me up. I'm just telling you, this is his fault. I drove by a pool hall Wednesday night, packed. I'm like, dad gummit. Yeah, I had a hard time just driving by. I'm not kidding you, because see, 1990, 1991, 1992, there's no internet, there's no cell phones. Man, you, got, you, you want to start a church, you got to go tell people. And you know what? Just invite people to church. No, for real, if this is how you invite people, hey, you want to go to church? No. Ask me. No. I know who's in there. But let me tell you something. So I'm going to keep reading. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived them unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. Do you know what you're doing right now? You're spending time in God's word. He's the word made flesh. You're spending time with Jesus. You ought to be able to leave here today. They ought to see the, your bold, be amazed by your boldness that you spent time with Jesus. Man, somebody, some people say, yeah, but what are you going to give them? I'm going to give them an invitation to Christmas Eve service. Well, how effective is that? I don't know. I'm not doing it for them. <laughs> it sounds awkward, huh? I'm the preacher. I would be here for them. No. I'm doing it for me. Why? There's a fire in me. I've got to tell somebody. Man, I'm telling you, man, the promise of God is yes and Amen. Everything God is ever going to do, he's already done, and it's been promised to us, and it's in our hearts, and it's got to come out of our mouths. We have to speak the word in season and out of season. See, the winning edge of this salvation is we've been with Jesus. That's the Christmas message. We've been with Jesus. We're filled with the Holy Spirit, and then we speak. And when we speak, it's not like the world speaks. It's life forevermore. It's life forevermore. What are you facing? Well, I'm, in, I'm facing impending doom. I say bull. Well, but it's incurable. Who said it was incurable? Because my Bible says, let the word of God be the truth and every man be a liar. The word says, listen, we lay hands on the sick and they recover. I've heard people say, well, this is a point of contact. It doesn't say it's a point of contact. It says it's recovery. Recovery of sight to the blind. Lame legs walk. Deaf ears here. Broken hearts are mended. Just by, there's healing in our hands. There's salvation on our lips. How will they know unless they hear? How will hear someone hear unless they've, they believe? How will they, how will they go unless they're sent? Man, I'm telling you, the sending power of this message today is all you need. See, these words bring adoption into the family of God. Healing, deliverance, accepted in the beloved. See, God's doing a tremendous work in this church. I'm just telling you. Sandy and I talk about it a lot. It's like, oh my gosh, what? it's hard to keep up with. You know, I think about Friday and thousands of people here, and there's so many moving parts. And then there's people that are, that are here that, you know, we give them a jersey and a helmet, and they go out, it's like, I don't know that they know the playbook yet. But, but, but I also lead by the adage, you can't make a mess that we can't clean up. So I get it. Man, people wanting things. Hey, can my kid have a trampoline? Well, we just gave him that trampoline. You going to take it from him? How about we get something else? 
See, because it's people. See, and it, it brings adoption into the family. Man, you guys see my grandkids around here. They, let me help you. They own the place. And then they have friends. And guess what? Their friends own the place. Man, no, I had, a little, I had a little boy come up to me and said, hey, Pastor Bill. I said, yeah. He said, that line's really long. I said, what line? He said, ice cream line. I said, well, let's go get cuts. <laughs> I don't even know his name. See, God's doing a tremendous work here, and 2024 is going to be a year of launching. And here's what we're launching. Prosper and build. Arise. That's our rally cry. Prosper and build. Man, we're not here licking our wounds anymore. Man, we're going to run and jump and praise God. I said we're going to run and jump and praise God. I'm telling you, some of you guys are going, well, I've never had any money. Uh, let, me tell, let me help you. 2024 is going to be a year you're going to have money. Oh, it's all about the money. Shut up. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that, son. Unless it's a religious person you're talking to. Ending 2023 and beginning 2024, this salvation is the right time. And I'm going to make it specific, and this is all out of the word. Deliverance from danger, victory over enemies, healing of the body, forgiveness of sin, freedom from prison, addiction, deliverance from captivity, your inhibitions, your insecurities, your fears are not going to hold you back anymore, deliverance from wrath, and listen, the power to arise, prosper, and build. See, that's what 2024 20, is going to bring. And, and, but here's, here's what we've got to do. We've got to get in line. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart honor God. What's honoring God that we prosper and build? There's a purpose for all of this. I'm telling you. For America to get through the next phase of, of what we're living out, the church has got to be much stronger than it's been. We have to arise. We have to build. And guess what? The gates of hell won't prevail against us. See, the devil's kept us out through doubt, unbelief, unforgiveness, bitterness, fear, timidity. Well, guess what? And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived them unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they'd been with Jesus. I love that verse. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Your eyes open. If you're me, you're thinking, what time is it? Oh, it's 4.30. Oh, good. Should I be up at 4.30? And then I hear Sandy say, hey, Bill, are you getting coffee? I'm like, well, it's time to get up. And she gets coffee too sometimes. We're coffee people. 
God, fill me with your spirit. It's 4.30. God, I need all of you I can get. God, today's the day that you've made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I rejoice and again I rejoice and again I rejoice and again I rejoice. Hey, did you hear about this? And you hear about this indictment and you hear about this news and you hear about this war and you hear about this. It's like, I choose to rejoice. In everything, I give thanks for this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. We have a 21-day Daniel fast. It's no meat, dairy, sugar, bread, you know, the normals, the, my, my food groups. Um, it, it's really no, um, I'm not, I'm thinking preferable, but that's not the word. What's the word, Abbo? No, no choice food. No, no, yeah, no foods I'd really choose. <laughs> no, I had, I had a waitress ask me, I, I said, I want a salad. She goes, we, had a be- we have a wonderful kale salad. I'm like, I'm a human being. Um, we have a 21-day Daniel fast starting January 8th. Uh, that's a Sunday. And it's going to be three weeks, 21 days. And at the culmination of those three weeks is January 28th, which is our healed service. And we're going to pray for the sick. And you're going to, everybody you see that's got a limp, everybody, if, 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 somebody, if somebody coughs at the grocery store, give them an invitation to our healed service. I'm, I mean, let's be fanatics um, and fill this place with people that just need God to touch them. Um, and, but that's three weeks. And in, in, in those three weeks, and I think we'll probably extend it more than that, Monday through Thursday at noon, the sanctuary will be open every day for prayer. So it's prayer and fasting, especially for those three weeks, and then we might go beyond. You know, it's interesting. I, um, I did. I did till September last year. And I could, I, I really, there's a, there's a difference when, we, when we're not eating everything that's been processed. There's a difference. Um, I, want, I want to ask you to come back tonight at 5 o'clock. I want to ask you to tell somebody about this. Let's be more vocal than we've ever been. The world needs us to be vocal. What are we hiding? We can't be a best-kept secret anymore. I mean, this is life to those who find it and health to all their flesh. And there's a candlelight service tonight at 5 o'clock. Um, I'm going to ask you to visit the pop-up store. I, I don't really know what a pop-up store is or what that means, but, we, but it's on the notes for me to say. There's a pop-up store back in that corner. I think it's very cool, okay? You could get family pictures, and you could get uh, merch, um, or you could just get all your grandbabies on your bed and, and take a picture with all of them, like Pastor Sandy did. And I didn't. I don't even remember taking the picture. And then people saying, How, "How'd Sandy get you on that bed taking pictures?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just obedient, dude." Um, there's going to be ministry on both sides of the stage. And before I release you to go and preach, I want to pray a blessing upon you. And and in that ble- after that blessing, I want to pray and re-up making Jesus Lord of our lives, especially for people that ha- hadn't done it or maybe. You did it, but then you took your life back and you screwed it back up and now you're going to do it again. God's a God. He's not the God of a second chance. He's a God of another chance. 
because some of you guys probably need more than two, um, especially most of you guys. All of you men need more than two chances, so we're giving you another chance today. Um, is there anything else, Sandy, Kennedy? Did I leave anything out? Good job, Friday, Sandy, by the way, all your team. Still a boys' church, I'm just telling you, but Guts Girls goes back as a monster. Um, and it just doesn't happen that day, does it, Sandy? I mean, it, what'd you say? It's all year. All year, it's Guts Girls goes back. And, and Guts boys try to keep up. That's what we do, okay? Don't let them lap us, fellas. But invite somebody to church tonight, 5 o'clock. Um, it'll be a candlelight service. It'll be wonderful. You see those kids, tell them how great a job they did. And uh, you see Joshua, tell him to drive fast. God, we thank you today that your hand's on our lives. God, I pray a blessing upon every household, every person in this place. God, first of all, whatever the enemy's meant for bad, God, you turn it to good. Now, God, I thank you that every good and perfect gift comes from above. And that's where we look for our help to come from. God, I pray for every household here, every man, woman, and child, every marriage, every heart here, God. God, I pray a blessing upon them. God, your word says, no evil shall befall us, nor any plague come near where we live. And God, I thank you today that that rings true, absolutely true, right here and right now. God, blessings forevermore. Pray with me, will you? Father God, I give you my life. Jesus Christ is Lord of my life today and forever. As for me and my house, we serve Jesus. God, I thank you for that fire that's in my bones to preach your word. God, I got to tell somebody, I can't let the world go to hell on my watch. God, it's your will that none should perish, and I want to be a part of that. God, I thank you. There's healing in my hands, salvation on my lips, and peace and prosperity in my heart, and that's what I live. The purview of my life is elevated. God, I thank you now in the name of Jesus for life forevermore. This is the right time. My salvation has come in a fury. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.